Hello all, my name is Brittany and this is the Exposing Grief Podcast where I continue to remove that stigma of grief and expose it for what it truly is, which is that natural and healthy way of living and loving. I'll also be adding a little bit of a twist. So this podcast will expose the work behind honoring your grief journey, showing you the real hardships and the unbelievable beauty that grief can bring. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get to ending the grief stigma and beginning to build hope. Hello, all my Exposing Grief listeners. Welcome back. I hope you found the January series useful and you have some ideas on how maybe you want to start pre-planning your stuff or uh, stuff for a loved one, whatever it might be. But I hope you got some skills and tools to get you started in that process if that's what you're needing. It is now February and it's not uncommon for this month to be seen as the month of love. So in honor of this month, my guests will be talking about their grief journeys after having lost their spouse. But before we do that, I want to make sure I hit on another important love component of not only grief, but our overall well-being. And that is showing ourselves love. I know sometimes it can it can pause people in their tracks. It can feel really scary because it's a tricky thing to welcome into our life, regardless of what we're going through, due to the fact that taking care of ourselves is oftentimes seen as a selfish process. And next month, I'll go a little bit more in depth on this, so be sure to tune into that. Um, But however, it's important to make sure that you are taking care of yourself always, but especially when you're attempting to navigate life stressors and life transitions, such as grief. So we're going to talk about that today before we kick off the February series. And one of the best ways to show ourselves love is through self-care and affirmations. So I want to first break down what self-care is and is not. We'll talk about the various areas of self-care we can attend to, as well as talk about some of the benefits and challenges of self-care. And then at the end of the episode, I want to give you a few affirmations that you can recite to yourself on a regular basis, which is then going to allow you to express love for yourself as you climb whatever your hard mountain might be that you're trying to climb over. So we'll talk about self-care, get into those affirmations, and give you all sorts of good stuff. So I have defined self-care as the following. Self-care is the engagement in any sort of activity that will leave you feeling refueled, refreshed, centered, and grounded. So the hope of engaging in self-care is for you to be able to reconnect with your true sense of self. So it basically it gets you to, into a space where you feel like yourself. And that's going to allow you to better navigate the life stressors you're facing. And you also want to aim for feeling better once you've completed the self-care act than how you did coming into self-care. Also talking about what self-care is, I like to talk about what self-care is not. Self-care is not going to be anything that feels like a chore. And it's not going to be anything that brings you further distress or causes more harm than good. So there's a really great quote that I stumbled across some time ago. And it says, if self-care produces reluctance, it is no longer self-care. I'll say that again. If self-care produces reluctance, it is no longer self-care. Now, that's not to say that the things that do we feel kind of reluctant towards or it feels like a chore, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing them. There are some things that we definitely don't want to do that we should still be doing. We just don't classify them as self-care. So for example, exercise typically is a very common one for people that it's like, oh, this feels like a chore. I don't want to do this. This is something I have to do. 
does that mean we should not do it all together? No. <laughs> Sorry. Some of you may wish that I would say so. No, exercise is good. There's both physical and mental benefits. We know this. So we still engage in it, but what we do differently is we engage in it for just our overall well-being, not necessarily for self-care. So we want to find these things that are going to bring us joy and have us refueled and refreshed and centered and that's going to look different for everybody for some people it can be a hobby for some people it's getting out in nature for some people it's reading a book right and so we're going to talk about what are the different areas of self-care and that can maybe inspire some different ideas on what your self-care might look like so there are six forms well five but i've broken them up into six there are six forms of self-care that we want to be making sure that we are attending to You have your physical self-care, so this is going to be your nutrition, your sleep, your exercise, anything that you're doing to take care of your physical well-being is going to fall into that category. Your spiritual self-care, now this can be religion, not always. This is going to be anything that is a higher sense of self. So for some, it's meditation. For some, it's energy. For some, it might be nature, right? So really exploring and tapping into the spiritual self-care. You also have a social self-care. So this is going to be your friends, your family, your social gatherings, any events that you might be doing, anything like that, making sure we're attending to those needs. If you're an introvert, your social self-care might be setting boundaries around social events because social events might leave you feeling anxious or might have you feeling more overwhelmed than recharged. That is okay and that's important for you to know. So your social self-care may not be having more of those events, it may be setting boundaries around how many of those events you're doing to help you properly recharge. You also have your mental and emotional self-care. So this is going to be, if you're attending therapy or if you're doing any introspective work, it's also going to be your values and beliefs and your morals and how are you staying true to those and how do you advocate for those. So making sure we're tapping into that area. Your lifestyle self-care, this is another area. So this is going to be really how you structure your life. Do you have routines? Um, Where do you fit in relaxation? Do you travel? Do you all this kind of stuff? Uh, So making sure that you're staying on top of living a lifestyle that feels true and right to you to leave you to be a well-rounded person. Lastly, your professional self-care. So this is going to be your work ethic and your goals to success. And how are you showing up at work and how are you succeeding at work. So we attend to all these forms of self-care so we can be a well-rounded individual. And I have a really great visual and I've put the blog to this this same episode in the link below just so you can see the visual. You are in the center, you are the circle. And everything around that is going to allow you to complete your circle. It's going to allow you to be a well-rounded individual because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Again, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you have nothing else in your cup to give, maybe we need to attend to that self-care. The hope would be you attend to that cup before it's bone dry. And we do this through attending through all of these six areas of self-care. So let's talk about some of the benefits and challenges of self-care. And I like to talk about this because anytime we're implementing something new, and maybe self-care isn't new, but maybe it's something you're revisiting, or maybe you're gonna implement it in a different way than you haven't before. But anytime we're implementing something, we wanna know, is this gonna benefit me, right? Why am I doing this? Why am I investing my energy? And what could the possible challenges be? So I like to think, and there's this, this great quote too, I came across it, it's, self-care is not an expense, it's an investment. 
But you need to know what the investment is and you need to decide for yourself, nobody can determine this for you, why that investment's important and how do we make that investment useful and purposeful. So let's talk about some of these benefits. Why might we engage in self-care other than, oh, well, because we're supposed to? Uh, Yeah, but again... Why is it beneficial to you and how might it help you? So some of the most well-known ways is it improves sleep, right? If we're feeling more refreshed, centered, grounded, if we're properly placing our energy, we're going to feel more settled at the end of the day, allowing us to sleep a little bit better. It increases attention and awareness. It can improve our energy and our mood. It can help us regulate our emotions, especially if we're attending to that mental and emotional area of self-care. And it just helps us overall be able to better navigate these life stressors, whether it's grief or any sort of life transition or just a tough day, right? We're human. We have that. We have tough days. Engaging in self-care regularly is going to allow you to be able to navigate those a little bit easier. As with anything, there can always be risks or challenges when we're engaging in something new or different. And one of the biggest obstacles or challenges that I will hear about engaging in self-care is just not knowing what self-care is, right? I've sat with many individuals of, tell me what you know about self-care. Have you heard of this before? And they've heard of the term, but they don't really understand what it means. So hopefully by talking about that earlier in this episode, you have a pretty good idea of what we're looking for in terms of a definition, right? What we're hoping to achieve by engaging in self-care. And then with the forms of self-care, hopefully that starts kind of inspiring different things for you to look at of what the actual activities you are doing to achieve the goal of self-care. So aside from not knowing what self-care means, some of the other obstacles might be lack of time. I don't have time. My schedule is so busy. Where in the world am I going to fit time to do self-care? So keep in mind, self-care can be something you do for a few minutes. It doesn't have to be hours upon hours or half of your day if you want to and that's what you have great do it but it only has to be a couple of minutes right so for example if you're driving home and you had a tough day or whatever it might be and your favorite song comes on or you actively seek out your favorite song and you just shut everything else out and you jam and you rock to that song that might be your self-care that may be enough for you to feel recharged and okay right? So keep in mind, it does not have to take up a lot of your time. Another obstacle might be we're unsure of frequency and duration, right? So similar to the time piece of how often do I need to be doing this within a week or a day and then for how long? And some of that too is going to be what your schedule allows, what you're needing, right? Sometimes depending on life circumstances, we may need more self-care regularly than in other times we may need less. So it really just depends. So that's important why we're always checking in and staying in tune to what we need. We also might run into the obstacle of the lack of access to what we might be able to utilize for self-care. So, you know, if someone's like, oh, well, massages would be really, really great, but I can't afford regular massages. Or I would love to do yoga, but I can't afford a gym membership. Okay, what might be some of the alternatives, right? I know yoga with Adrian, I think it is, on YouTube. She's great, and that's a free service. Right, I'm sure there's some paid things you can do with her, but there's some resources right there, right? So being able to find some alternatives to what you would like to do for your self-care if you don't have access to everything. Another obstacle, the act of self-care being selfish, right? And we talked about this. So again, this piece of self-care is not an expense. It's an investment. 
And there's nothing selfish with investing in ourselves. And like I said, I will dig deeper into this next month, so be sure to tune into that. But as a reminder, self-care is not selfish. We have to take care of ourselves. And lastly, one of the biggest obstacles I'll hear people run into is this lack of energy to actually engage in self-care, right? I'm just so depleted by the end of the day. I'm so fatigued or my depression is just too high and I have a hard time actually getting into self-care activities. So I encourage you to take some time to think about some of these challenges and benefits that I had gone over and see if you're running into any of these. Are are you noticing any of these benefits if you already actively engage in self-care? Are you fearful about some of the challenges that I had talked about and how might you be able to start exploring working around them? Everyone's process is going to look different down to what you're doing for self-care. So keep that in mind. There is no right way to do self-care as long as you are doing it in a way that feels true to you. Okay, we have all the knowledge for effective self-care and hopefully you have an idea of how you will begin to incorporate self-care into your process. So let's take a beat so we can transition into affirmations. If you are able, I encourage you to find a comfortable and safe place to be. If you're driving, that's okay. Stay focused on the road and just listen in and then maybe play this back at a later time. So go ahead, take a few deep breaths, deep breathing in from your diaphragm through your nose. And then when you exhale, I want you to exhale out of your mouth. Do a few more deep breaths like that. Go ahead and clear your mind if you can. If thoughts are still coming to you, that's okay. Allow them to be there. Don't judge them or try to resolve them. Just notice that they're there and move on. If you need to pause this episode and come back, that's okay too. And when you're ready, I want you to recite these affirmations after me. I am doing my best. I am doing my best. I am grieving in a way that feels true to me, and I know that is the healthiest way to walk and honor my grief journey. I am grieving in a way that feels true to me, and I know that is the healthiest way to walk and honor my grief journey. It is okay to have moments of struggle. This does not mean I'm failing. It's a natural human response. It is okay to have moments of struggle. This does not mean I'm failing. It's a natural human response. It is okay to have good days. This does not mean I care any less or that I'm not doing my work. It is okay to have good days. This does not mean I care any less or that I'm not doing my work. I deserve to focus on myself during this time. I deserve to focus on myself during this time. I deserve to show myself love and kindness. I deserve to show myself love and kindness. My process doesn't have to align with or make sense to anyone but me. My process doesn't have to align with or make sense to anyone but me. 
I can do this and I will keep going. I can do this and I will keep going. I encourage you to recite these whenever you need them. And also remember, they carry more power when they're recited regularly. If there were a few that really resonated with you, maybe you think about displaying them somewhere so you can have a constant reminder of them. So maybe you jot them on your mirror for when you're getting ready in the morning, or you have a little post-it note in your purse or wallet or wherever so you have a constant reminder. However you choose to show yourself love for this month and moving forward, I hope it helps you along your journey, whatever that journey might be. Here's to ending the grief stigma one episode at a time. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Exposing Grief. I want you to know that you are playing an important part in removing that stigma of grief and in turn creating a world where expression of love for our living and deceased loved ones is acceptable and welcomed. For that, I am forever grateful to you. If you resonated with this episode today, please share it with someone you believe would benefit or I welcome any and all reviews so it's easier for others who need this hope in their life to find me. Here's to honoring your grief journey and empowering others to do the same. Until next time.